Welcome to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And if you are somebody that is interested in some online training and you haven't checked out our website, please do so. It's medicalsalescertificationprogram.com. On the website, we have uh, currently three sales, uh, medical sales training programs up there um, with more to come in the future as I get those completed and they are completely free. So if you are somebody that is interested in some specific medical sales training where I can walk you through on video and you can take some quizzes on the material. Uh, we have multiple training programs online at the website, so check that out if you are interested. Also, one of the new things that, uh, that I'm launching for 2020 is individualized coaching plans. So if you're somebody that, uh, first and foremost, uh, I would not recommend doing a paid coaching option um, until you have consumed all of the free content that I have, because uh, I try to give uh, really literally everything that I have, all my best stuff is out there for free. But I do understand that there are some people that are looking for a very specific plan. So there are two uh, paid coaching options on the website that you can find on there. One of them is a ride along where you would actually spend a day with me in the car. That one's a little bit more expensive. Uh, candidly, I don't know that I want people spending an entire day with me, but uh, that could be potentially valuable for you. Uh, or I'm also offering a one hour coaching session where we, uh, I look through your resume, I look through your background, we look at where you're at in the interview process, or if you're in medical sales, what are the things that you should be doing and thinking about and implementing on a day-to-day -day basis to really get the results you're looking for. So if you want some specific coaching, that is also something that I am just now launching and making available to people uh, as a paid option. But understand, my recommendation is consume all of the free content first. And if you, once you've done that, if you feel like you need some specific coaching, if you think that that would benefit you, you can check that out on our website. So um, that is all I got for you. Now to the uh, podcast you've been waiting and listening to. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And uh, I wanted to discuss on this episode something that I screwed up. I was in a sales uh, interaction meeting, whatever you want to call it, uh, in a product demo with a, with a younger doctor here that is in one of the big practices, uh, but he's relatively young in his practice. So um, anyway, I had this meeting with him three to four weeks ago. And I clearly screwed a couple of things up while I was in that sales meeting or product demo. And I wanted to talk about it on here because um, salespeople every single day, like we're all imperfect. And if we're not on our game and we're not, you know, actively practicing what it is we're going to say and how we're going to handle objections and things like that, then it's easy to walk out of a meeting and think that it went well and feel like you're in the driver's seat, but in reality, you're not. And so this is one example of me walking out of the meeting. Um, and I was, I, I felt relatively good about it. I, I, I would say out of a 10, as I walked out of the meeting, my, uh, my subjective thought out of 10, as far as optimism that I would get his business, or at least get a, an evaluation out of him was probably a seven or an eight out of 10. And the reason for that 
is that three of his partners in his practice uh, are currently using our product. And, um, and so the, therefore I felt good about it. But uh, the objection that he threw at the end, and a lot of times this is why I think it's so important and why, especially for young salespeople, you, you've got to, you have to prepare for these types of interactions because you're never going to handle it perfectly when you're in the moment if you have not rehearsed it, if you have not practiced it. You can, you cannot just, and I cannot, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. I cannot just wing it when I'm in these sales meetings and think that I'm going to come out on top every time. It's not going to happen. And the objection, which at first glance may not even sound like an objection, but it absolutely is. Okay. Uh, I demoed our product with him, showed it to him, talked to him about it, asked him what he liked, what he's currently using, all of the above. And at the end of it, he said, uh, or I asked for his business. I effectively said, um, you know, we have this product on the shelf at the facility that you operate at. Are you willing to give us a shot? Can we try this in your next surgery? However, I, I don't remember the exact terminology I used with him specifically that time, but something to the effect of we have this product in-house at that place. Are you willing or will you give me your next, you know, couple of uh, shoulder scopes there? And his response was, I want to talk with my uh, peers, my uh, surgeon partners on this before I do it. And I said, okay, yeah, totally understand. Um, and that was kind of the end of the conversation, right? And at some level, it, what was going through my mind, because I wasn't on my game, was uh, number one, I didn't know how to respond in the moment, right? Like I hadn't most recently, or I hadn't recently enough, let's call it that, been practicing how do I handle I need to talk to my partners about this. I need to talk to my surgeon peers. I need to ask whoever it is, right? It doesn't matter who the person is, like insert whoever. But he's like, yeah, I need to talk to my partners about it. I want to get their take on it because they've been using it. That seems like a situation where it's easy to buy what the customer is selling in that scenario. And it's funny because you know, candidly, I've done podcast episodes on this exact thing. Like, listen, but don't buy. Don't buy what the customer is selling you. That is the customer trying to sell me that he shouldn't commit to using it. Now, there's a couple of things that are going on here, and that's why I want to bring it up, because <clears throat> it should at least give you some confidence that, hey, look, everybody makes mistakes, me included. And, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and I still screw things up much more frequently than I, much more frequently than I would like to think I do, uh, or than I would like to. Uh, but there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, we've got to figure out how do we actually handle that objection, which is the, I need to talk with X. I need to talk with so-and-so about this product. How do we handle that? Number one. Number two, I think it also comes down to a, a, a basic understanding of why somebody would be throwing that objection out. Now, it could be that that's the real objection, right? Like if you've uh, listened to my content or there are probably other salespeople that talk about it, there's there's typically only one that's like the real objection, you know? I don't have time to work out. Like that's not the real objection. <laughs> you know, like, like that's, that's you being lazy, you know? It's not that you don't have time to work out. It's something else. It's not a high enough priority for you or you don't care. Or you don't understand that you need to be exercising. Like <clears throat> the, the false objection of, I don't have time. 
That's what I'm talking about here. I need to talk with my peers. That's the same thing. Now, he might go to his grave saying, I need to talk to with my peers. No, like that is the absolute thing that is prohibiting me from using your product. Like I will not use this until I get a, you know, a yes or I have a conversation with one of my peers about it. Now understand, especially with this product, this is not a procedure altering product. This is not going to have really any effect on post-operative outcomes with the product that we sell. Like I can make a little bit more sense of that if you're selling a product that's a new technology that actually alters or changes the outcomes of the patient. But my product, at least right now, doesn't. Like it's better and it makes the surgery more efficient, saves people time. It's a better product, but it's not changing the outcomes of the patient. So fundamentally, like that's not the real reason why he wouldn't use it. And I wasn't on my game in the moment to handle that. And understand, like, I just want to make it clear. If if the doctor saw the product, walked through it all, any of his questions or concerns were answered, and he loved the product, he wouldn't have to ask his peers. Right? Like, he's a younger guy, but he can make his own decisions. He is the attending surgeon. So he has full authority, you know, give or take, Obviously, he can't just dictate anything that he wants. It's got to be approved in the facility, but it's already in the facility, so he can use it if he wants to. So the fact that he would be giving me that tells me, as I think about it now, versus me being an idiot in the moment, tells me that he's not totally sold on the product. And there's something that I was missing in that sales interaction. Now, it could be that he just flat out doesn't want to use it. He doesn't think there's value in it. He's not willing to pay a few dollars more for it. But I don't know that because I accepted his BS objection of I need to talk to my partners about it and went on my way, went on my merry way, like still feeling pretty optimistic that I was going to get the deal. But that like it's been three or four weeks still hasn't happened. Right. And I've been following up with him on email. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks for the reminder. I got to talk to them. Right. Like, like I screwed that one up because in the moment. I didn't understand how to handle that. I, I wasn't in the state of mind. I hadn't been practicing. It was not automatic for me to properly handle that objection. So that's really what I want to talk with you about. Now, here is what I would recommend you do when you hear that. This is how I, as I sit back and practice and rehearse these things now again and again and again, so I don't do this same mistake next time I'm in you know a product demo. If somebody says... I need to talk with our, my peers about it. I need to talk with my partners about it who are using this product. I want to confirm with them first. First of all, yes, I agree. Doc, I agree. You should talk with your peers about it. You should talk with Dr. X, Dr. Y, and Dr. Z because they've been using it for a while and they'd be able to give you direct feedback. Now, just out of curiosity, aside from the fact that you need to talk with them, is there anything about the product that you would change or alter? Or what do you think that this would actually do for you intraoperatively? Do you see this as a benefit for you? Like, I understand, I I get it. You gotta talk to your peers and I'm fully aware of that and I think you should. I would recommend you do that. But just if we're we're just speaking honestly about the, the product itself, do you see this as an actual benefit? Do you think the technology would be beneficial to you? Do you like what you see? 
from a product standpoint. Some version of that is how you have to handle it. Because what, what you're trying to do and what I try to do is if, if they're giving me that objection, there's something that we haven't touched on yet. Like that cannot be the real objection. It can't be. Now, maybe it is, but no. Like I'm, I'm not going to believe that it is because I, I would find it very hard to believe that that's the real objection. Because he is the decision maker. The product's on the shelf. It's been approved. His partners are using it. There's nothing else for him to really understand. So if he says that, I am not buying that. Like, I bought it in the moment, but now I, I'm like, I was such an idiot. I'm not buying that as a real objection. So if I was in it again, I'd be like, hey, Doc, totally understand. You should definitely talk to your partners about this product. They've been using it for a while. They can give you direct feedback that you need. So I think you definitely should do that. I would recommend that. Um, but just out of curiosity, if you look at the product itself and the technology itself, I mean, what's your what's your gut instinct on this? What's your take on it as far as do you think that this would like assuming everything you know the, the your surgeon peers give you a give you a thumbs up on it? Do you see this technology? Do you see this product? Do you see this thing? Whatever it is you're selling, insert insert whatever product it is you're selling right here, whatever this is, do you see this as a benefit, you know, in your practice, in your surgeries, in whatever it is that you're doing? Because then he's going to say, no, I don't. Here are my concerns. Or, you know, I kind of like it, but these are the things that I'm not sure about. Or he's going to be like, no, yeah, I think honestly, it's awesome. I think this product is great. Well, then why the hell aren't you going to use it? You know, like you need to figure out what the real objection is. That's the whole point of going through this exercise is I need to figure out what the real objection is because that's not it. It might be that he saw the product. He's like, oh, that's cool, but not cool enough for me to pay extra for it, right? Because that's what I'm asking of them. Our price is more expensive than what they're currently using. So it would cost them more to use our product, which I can make a strong argument that is better. It is a better product, but better at what price point? Uh, if it's a thousand dollars more, even if it's way better, they're not going to use it. If it's way better and it's $5 more, probably everybody uses it. Now we're somewhere in between $5 and a thousand dollars. And I'm not going to tell you exactly how much more expensive we are, but it's not a, it's not that significant of a price increase to be able to use our product. But it could be, he's like, you know, honestly, I like your product, but I just don't want to pay any extra for it. It's not going to make it that much better for me intraoperatively that I'm willing to pay X dollars more for it. Like that might be the real objection, but now I would know that. And instead I'm sitting here in freaking no man's land. Got to send these stupid follow-up emails. Hey man, have you talked to your partners? Uh, such an idiot sometimes. Um, so anyway, that is, uh, that is what I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode because it's been top of mind. been following up with them. It's annoying. Um, and it's a reminder to myself and to you guys who listen to this podcast. That medical sales is medical sales. And a lot of what we do is clinical, but it is a sales job. And you're, you and me and all of us are going to be more successful the better we are at handling these types of objections at handling these sales interactions. 
not only are we going to be better at it, we're going to close more deals, but also our life's going to, like the life of a salesperson and a sales rep is better when you're in the know with your customers. You don't want to be in no man's land like I am right now with this guy. Like, come on, guy, ask your partners. Like, you know, like it effectively has turned what, you know, I was at step uh, three of the sales process, right? Cold call, meeting a discovery phase, presentation phase, then proposal and then close, right? I, I had the meeting, the presentation, whatever you want to call it. I had the demo. I was at step three. And effectively now, I have to go kind of back to step one. You know, I guess probably step two because it's not a cold call. I, I have his information. More or less, I've got to, like, I don't see me getting this product in his hands anytime soon. And in my mind, what I actually have to do is go back and have that same meeting over again to handle that objection. Because I know that what I'm following up with him on is the objection that he told me was the real objection, but is not the real objection. And I know it or else like it would have happened. I would have gotten a yes or a no at this point, but I haven't gotten either because it's not the real objection. And so I effectively have to go backward in the sales process and restart what I had already started with him. I already had the meeting. I already had the demo, but I screwed it up and got to go backward with him and try to revisit it. So, um, part of the annoying part of this business, but tis what it is, folks. Anyway, I hope that's um, helpful for some of you people that are, if you're still listening to this episode, um, hope you've enjoyed it. And that's about all I got. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.